Welcome to the Steering Change Podcast, navigating through the commercial transportation industry in Alberta and beyond. Powered by the Alberta Motor Transport Association. Here's your host, Josh Hanaberry. Friends in the industry, I'm your host, Josh Hanaberry, and I want to welcome you back to another episode of the Steering Change Podcast. So the transportation industry, as we know, plays a large role in the success of our provincial and national economy. To ensure products are received safely and in a timely manner, it's critical that our industry utilizes technology and other solutions to run as efficiently as possible. So for our industry to run efficiently and to meet these evolving demands, it's critical that our industry invests time, energy, and resources in its continued advancement. Which brings us to today's episode, as I'm excited to speak with Terry Johnson, Manager of Industry Advancement, and Robin Betts, Marketing and Communication Specialist here at AMTA, as we discuss the ongoing industry advancement initiatives AMTA is leading and the positive impacts such initiatives are having in our industry here in Alberta and beyond. Terry, Robin, welcome. Thanks, Josh. Absolutely. Terry, to start us off, why don't you share a little bit about yourself as well as your role here at AMTA? So my name is Terry, uh, Manager of Industry Advancement. I've been here at AMTA for about four years now. I was hired on to do the AceTech project. For those of you who don't know AceTech, it's Alberta Zero Emission Truck Electrification Collaboration. And that's why we call it AceTech. <laughs> um, it was a $7.5 million funding grant from Emissions Reduction Alberta where we were doing two things really. One is building and designing and operating two heavy-duty Class 8 fuel cell trucks. These trucks are unique in that they're specific for Canadian weights, Canadian temperatures, and Canadian ranges. We felt it was very important for Canada to get involved in developing these vehicles because if we aren't leading the game, we're going to be left out. The other part of the Ace Tech project was to operate the first commercial fueling station in Alberta for hydrogen, and that's dispensing storage and production. I have a background in funding and project management. So the reason I was hired was to understand emerging trends in industry, seek funding applications, and establish a research-type program for industry advancement. The program was to increase safety, take a look at environmentally responsible opportunities within industry and provide efficiencies to the transportation sector. Powerful. Powerful. This is awesome. We're going to have a good conversation for sure. Okay, Robin, you're up. How about you share a little bit about yourself as well as your role here at AMTA? For sure. Uh, Well, my name is Robin. Uh, I use she, her pronouns. I am of settler descent, born and raised here on Treaty 7 in small town Alberta. With AMTA, I am the Marketing communication Specialist on the Marcom team. I've been with the AMTA for about eight months now, and my background is in crisis communications, marketing, public relations, and media. And I'm beyond excited to be part of this team and supporting all of the super cool initiatives that we have coming out of our organization and with our amazing partners. And I'm just thrilled to be here. That's awesome. We really want to highlight Robin, too. So she is our co-host today. And I think it's exciting. We I gave her a little Bruce Springsteen talk um, the other day, but just I really <laughs> want to honor her, celebrate her. And part of it is coming to coming to an association and being, and she'll elaborate, I'm sure, throughout the conversation. 
but being newer to transportation, it's drinking from a fire hose from terminology sure. to obviously different components of what is trucking, what's supply chain, and then really pivoting into industry advancement. And she's helped the, I would say the entire department and the association have a really clear voice on what industry advancement is, which I think is an incredible gift because some of the language is challenging, some of the, it's new to industry. So there's, there might be a little hesitancy, but yeah, Robin, you do a phenomenal job. So as a co-host, I think this is going to be a super good conversation. So I welcome you too. Thanks, Josh. I appreciate that. Terry, I know that we're going to dive deeper into the exciting projects that AMT has in the works later uh, in the conversation, and I'm sure also in later episodes as well. But before we do that, I want to ask you, as a department of AMTA, what would your team be focused on as you work to advance the transportation industry? With research and industry advancement is a twofold department. One part of it is examining trends in industry and new initiatives, understanding emerging technology and communicating that understanding that we attain to our members, increasing road safety, environmental responsibilities and then efficiencies for commercial transportation and fleets. Second part of industry advancement would be data. So through our trials and our projects, we've identified platooning data, hydrogen data, connected automated vehicle data, so trial data. And we've really realized that might actually be a niche and a market that AMTA as a representative of commercial transportation should be doing more in. So not only data from our trials, but we're also actually now looking at data internally within our organization and WCB data, core audit data, all different kinds of data to improve business intelligence for AMTA and for carriers. So, and that's really just scratching the surface. We're identifying problems, organizing the data, and then working with the business intelligence. It's amazing. The um, sorry, Rob, I'm going to steal your your That's thunder, fine. but the um, it's funny when I remember when data, like that term data and efficiencies and optimization, those words kind of I, I feel they're a little more normal now. But over the last mm-hmm. five, seven years, I've I remember when I first heard that term, I was just like using data to make your business safer and run better. Like, how is that possible? What's, I guess, when we're talking data and I would say the need for data on efficiencies, what's the excitement level like with your team as we're learning new things, (laughs) we're getting better? Is it like, obviously speaking, I don't want to overspeak, but I love Ryan, super good guy. And I know (laughs) him and I can nerd out in, in some space for quite some time. But yeah, what's kind of the excitement like when we're talking data and seeing the success that comes from it? So taking a look at data, data, um, so research and innovation or industry advancement has been around for about four years now. So it's a very new idea for AMTA. uh, And the data part has really only been advancing as a concept that we're going to evaluate in the last six months with our team. I know organizationally, they had taken a look at data as an objective to be um, worked towards, but our team has really dived deep into it for the last six months. And like you said, Ryan and Nico, they are amazing. Um, They're phenomenal to work with. They have taken data on full time. Ryan has actually, he's no longer working as much with the project. And he's Mr. Mr. Numbers there, uh, working with all sorts of data factors, (laughs) creating data dashboards, working with that business intelligence just to improve industry, doing a phenomenal job, both of them. 
It's amazing. Yeah, I'm excited to work close with Ryan too when we're dealing, well, you mentioned WCB, so workers comp, mm -hmm. and how can we use data to allow employers to be safer because they're making more intelligent decisions because they're having information in front of them that they maybe have never seen before. But yeah, I'm excited for us to navigate through that in 2024 as well. Well, and the craziest thing is, is that those statistics, they are meaningful and they don't lie. When you take a look at injuries and you understand that injuries, lower back injuries are, are this much within your organization, you're able to then change the way your business operates to reduce those injuries. Uh, that business intelligence is amazing for any carrier and any operator. Agreed. Hey, Robin, I want to ask you a quick question with data. How important, you mentioned crisis management. So how important mm -hmm. is businesses being able to make sound decisions when dealing with a crisis in your experience? Oh, it's so important. One thing that I've always kind of tried to teach my clients that I had in my previous role when it comes to crisis communications is it's not an if, it's a when. And so you always have to be prepared. You know, always have to be gathering that data and try to understand how it would affect you and how it would affect your business and everything moving forward into the future. Hugely important. Hugely. Yeah, I think our industry, collectively talking about transportation supply chain, the more we can be proactive instead of reactive is a huge win. And from absolutely worker protection costs, obviously saving your bottom dollar, all that kind of stuff. So no, I, I can see that for sure. When they say too, you always fall back to the familiar. Mm. So intentionally knowing, uh, having things in your toolbox, whether it's data or your crisis management, people will go back to what they know. So if you don't know it, you're not going to have anything to fall back on. Yeah, it's always about state. having that plan and having that kind of set up prior to anything that you encounter. I love that statement, falling back to the familiar. That's, mm -hmm. that's really, I wrote that down because I remember that for later, but yeah. No, I agree. So with kind of staying in data for a quick sec before we go any further, are we, do you think, Terry, then part of the, the solutions that say Ryan and Eco are working towards with data is to help carriers be more proactive in those spaces because your team's going to see things that maybe industry has never seen before? Is that part of the strategy? Yeah, absolutely. The way we're looking at data is we're taking a look at a problem. So we're not gathering data just for the sake of gathering data, because that is a misdemeanor that a lot of people do, is they have no intention what they're going to do with this data, but they gather it because it's got to be valuable. So we're looking at it from a different way. We're taking a look at a problem, then we'll take a look at all aspects of the problem. What data do we need to collect? Can we collect it? Where is it available? Nico is doing amazing jobs with data lakes and understanding how to do raw data and process it and put it into a way that we can do queries and answer questions with. The goal will be to have all this data in a repository where we can, before we go out to a carrier meeting, we can quickly just print off that carrier's data form and come to them with a list of of everything that we could provide. Uh, initially, it'll be things like WCB course, C-Core accident ratios and stuff like that. But long term, we could be able to customize those. They'll be very valuable to the clients and the customers, the, the members that we Big serve. Time. So, yeah. Big time. Yeah, I think it's nice to know, like our target audience, when we talk about transportation, it's not the mega carriers only. And I think there no. was that there's that preconceived kind of belief that 
that's who we represent. And it's like, no, that's actually a small portion. Like, I think it's high 70s, low 80s, where they're under 50 power units, and if not, maybe under five power units. So being able to support growing key businesses that are serving our economy with, here, you don't have to change much, but we know if you're to make this one small tweak, this injury would go away, your premiums would go down, which means you got more money in your pocket. I think the success our industry will see because of that is going to be phenomenal. Yeah, and it's something that maybe the smaller carriers can't do on their own. There are large teams at the large carriers that will be doing some of this data analysis, specifically for the smaller carriers and the medium-sized carriers that don't have departments taking a look at this. It's going to be incredibly valuable for them. Totally agreed. Awesome. What would you say then, Terry, has been your industry advancements team's greatest success to date? Well, I want to go to a personal success first. There's a lot of projects that AMTA has been doing. I talked about the ACE Tech, which is what I was hired for. There's also the EVID, so the Electric Vehicle Infrastructure Development. You can see why we use a lot of acronyms. There's <laughs> yeah. the CTPS, which is the Connected Automated Vehicle Cooperative Truck Platooning System Trial, which is driver assist technology, basically. There's the Zevia, which is Zero Emissions Vehicle Awareness Initiative, uh, translated again, that is training and awareness for vehicles, for zero emission vehicles. Vehicles. And then we've had our hydrogen vehicle demonstrations, HVD, if you want the acronym. <laughs> <laughs> um, but in all of those projects, this is only in four years. So we've got a significant number of projects with significant dollar values. Like these projects are three, four million dollars in project funds that we are receiving from the government to help advance industry and, and let industry know what's happening in these trending areas. But you talked about a success. So my personal success would be the cooperative truck platooning system trial or the driver assist trial. And there's many reasons why I think that is my personal favorite. It's because we have started it and we have finished it. It was a Transport Canada project. And during that project, we were really able to understand where AMTA is uniquely positioned to support members and to support research and innovation. For the first time, we're not only looking at data and research that is being done on different machines. This is real world data. This isn't simulated data. Digital twins and simulated data have a great form in our world, but this is real world data. We can actually tell you what is happening with those vehicles when they're on the road. The data also that we gathered from it is using members. It's using our drivers, our industry drivers. Typically, an OEM, original equipment manufacturer, will be gathering data for a vehicle. Uh, we'll just pick a name. We'll go with, I don't want to pick a name now that I said that. Uh, we'll go with a, a high-end vehicle developer. And when they take their vehicles out and test them, they're testing for specific metrics within their organization that they want to put forward. With us, we're actually not testing for those specific metrics. We're taking a look at what metrics come when we're doing those measured tests. And the carriers and the drivers are the ones that are able to help identify that data 
with some of our technologies, the carriers and the drivers, the fleets, the executive have actually been able to coordinate with those private industry individuals and help them with their designs. Because often a design for a vehicle, I'm thinking of the cooperative truck platooning, the platooning system, the connected automated system, we were able to help the equipment manufacturer identify areas that could be improved on and areas where they could really improve their product just because of the driver's insight. So it really gives them an ownership and a responsibility. I loved that trial also because I got to go to PMG Technologies in Quebec. I've never been on a test track like that. It's a huge test track. I was able to drive my rental around my test track at kilometers an hour. <laughs> that wasn't wow. part of the we're trial. Gonna, that we're going to censor like that. A, a <laughs> <laughs> it was on a private private road there. Um, but it was so cool to understand um, what our federal government is doing before those vehicles even go on the road and to see that diligence that they go through. It was six weeks of trials just on the braking system to make sure that the braking system actually worked in numerous situations because these are connected automated vehicles. So if a person popped up on the road, would the vehicle stop? They, they start off with simulated robotic movable parts that can go across the road. They use a robotic car that we called Humpty Dumpty. It was actually a skateboard <laughs> platform with foam pieces on it so that if the vehicle wouldn't have stopped, you just put Humpty Dumpty back together again and try the, try it another time. <laughs> but we actually didn't have any of that. For this whole trial, it was six weeks of success after success after success. So we were able to produce what we needed to validate that the, tri the technology was safe. And then we took it on to Alberta Roads. And we were the first ones in Canada to do connected automated vehicles with commercial trucks. One of the individuals that I was working with on the project from the university uh, had been involved in Japan on a real world trial. But what they had done in Japan is they had taken the highway and they blocked it off. So there was no interaction with other traffic. At AMTA with Transport Canada and Alberta Transportation following the project carefully, we actually were able to do integrated trials with real traffic, with real drivers. It was an industry first, and it was so exciting to be part of. Yeah, this project, I think, is so cool. And especially if people are listening to this and they want to see more, there's a really cool video of this on the highways on our website, amta.ca. And you can also read, speaking of data, all of the summary reports, CTPS trials, and the full vehicle analytics. And I've gone through it, especially you know, being only in this industry less than a year, super cool to look through the whole thing. It's amazing. And any link, just so our listeners know, any link that's dropped or if we talk about a website, it is in the show notes. So yeah, as Robin just shared, I highly recommend that you, um, hey, that you check it out. Robin, what would you say then? You, you're just about, well, you were elaborating on it and then I don't know if I cut you off. So if I did, I apologize, but not at all. Being, you're not new to the association now, eight months is a long period of time, but knowing that well, long enough time to understand <laughs> what we're doing. 
and how has your perspective been when you're learning all of this at a rapid rate? You see the enthusiasm, obviously, of Terry, and I'm excited. I didn't actually know there was a video I was going to ask, so I'm going to watch that after. But what's your, yeah, what's your journey been like and kind of as you're taking this in, as well as regurgitating so you can clearly communicate it to industry? For sure. I remember when I first started at Amity, and even before when I was going through the interview process, I remember doing some research, of course, as you always do, on the company. And I didn't know much about, you know, hydrogen technology and how that was being implemented across, you know, Canada and Alberta specifically. But looking at all of this, like, insanely cool projects that AMT has been working on and is still working on has been just thrilling. I didn't think I'd be that excited about hydrogen, but I am. <laughs> and especially being around Terry and her team, it's infectious. It's something that's so exciting to look at and just see for the future of Alberta and for Canada that like these projects it's not something that's happening in the future, it's happening now. And AMT has got such a huge hand in it. It's absolutely amazing. And I remember when I first started, I met with Terry and I had to ask her, I think a thousand times about all the projects and all the acronyms. And I drew myself a map and I have that map still sitting on my desk of all the different projects and how they relate to each other. <laughs> Cause it's all so interconnected. And then how to translate that so I can market it and, you know, tell the world. Super it's cool. Amazing. Amazing. The, um, <laughs> if we're, maybe if, if Robin is um, brave enough, she'll take a selfie with the map and we can include that in the show notes too. We'll see. <laughs> I think we'll that's see. cool. <laughs> when I, prior to working at the association, I did work for a large carrier. So I was pretty fortunate to hear a lot about like when Aztec project was first starting and like Terry, I knew who you were just part of it was through video or like I seen you at a conference. But when mm. we were observing and we were trying to consider, okay, what can we utilize like in our own business? That part was really neat. And then I, I left by the time trials were starting. But I've connected, like in my job, I connect with so many different carriers that have tested if it's alternative fuel or hydrogen or the electric. And just hearing part of it's the excitement because we're part of history. Like this is history in the making. And I think that's something that not too often in your careers, you really get that opportunity to know you're part of history. You're part of like really something that's changing the way people view our world and our industry. So seeing that excitement and the pride, especially from professional drivers, being the ones that can say, I tried that. I trained on that. I operated that. Like, I think that just brings our industry to an entirely different level of respect and pride that we need. But yeah, for me, in my role, that's one of my favorite topics. The moment I know that they are either testing or they have tested is I'm like, use the term nerd out, but it's like, let's talk about it. Like, what's going on? And just, yeah, hearing the success stories and stuff like that just gets me super jazzed. So really well done to your team, Terry. Yeah, well, this is a mature industry, transportation and commercial transportation. It's been around for a long time. We're doing a great job with it. Like, I mean, it's obvious when you take a look that we're all wearing clothes and we're all getting food, even through a pandemic. The commercial trucking industry is doing an amazing job, doing their job. But we're also at a transformational time. I don't think any other point in history outside of going from horses to buggies is going to be as transformational because now we're looking at all kinds of alternative fuels. We're looking at connected automated vehicles. 
I think that we're going to take transportation as we knew it five, ten years ago and turn it upside down and inside out. And I guess that's part of our team's job is to be a little bit ahead of what's actually happening and even leading, leading with training, leading with uh, how do we get this permitted? How do we transport it across the border? What can we do? And I'm hoping that AMTA will be that person that people will call out. We've got a vehicle stuck at the border and I'm going to go, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know. Yes. Yeah. 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 We, we've all had that happen. <laughs> you know, how do we do it? Um, how do we bring things across and just making that new transition to new technologies that they'll stop at the border and say, we don't even know what this is. We're like, yeah, you don't because yeah. you haven't seen it before. That's a good segue then, because I wanted to ask from an obstacles perspective, obviously you're climbing mountains and I like Steve Harvey. I like anything motivational and I like when he talks about like faith and jumping and you're going to, you're going to hit the cliff, you're going to get the cuts and the bruises, but then you get back up, you know what you've learned and you can keep moving forward. And I think your team has like very much succeeded in that place too, where, hey, let's try it. And yes, it worked or no, it didn't. But from your perspective, what would be the greatest obstacle that you've had to overcome? And I don't think that research and innovation um, and commercialization of products or so equipment, so the vehicles, I don't think it's easy. It's not easy because nobody's done it before. So I remember when I was interviewing uh, Aaron, actually, for our staff, I said, how do you solve a problem without a solution? You know, and she had an amazing answer right away because that's a lot of what we do. A lot of what we do, there is no answer for. Nobody knows the answer uh, on where to get this permit or how to get this done. Or I call California and I say, where do I get this done? You've done it before in California. And they're going, oh, go to the fire department and they'll be able to register your bay. Well, I call the fire department here in Canada and they say, what are you talking about? We have fuel cell electric vehicles on the road. Like, ooh, I guess we have to go two steps backwards and we have to now educate and do some awareness with the fire departments because apparently they're supposed to be the ones that are approving the electrical in a bay. Oh, <laughs> but hey. it's, not, it's not doing that. We're not doing it that way in Canada because in Canada, uh, we've got a different process. But the permits, nobody knows how to permit these things. So a lot of due diligence and going very, very slow. AMTA is a safety organization, so always looking at safety first. The word safety comes up and everything kind of stops and we all take a look around and make sure that we're doing this safely. A lot of communications with a lot of unlikely partners. I had no idea that I'd be working with the Boilers Association with a commercial truck. What is the connection there? Well, it's high pressure. So when you're working with high pressure alternative fuel, you need to work with Boilers Association. So a lot of different things that we're learning as we're going. I'm definitely not a subject matter expert in many things, but I know a lot of stuff. <laughs> you know, just from working with these vehicles and working with projects. You had asked about challenges. I think the the best statement I heard that I wrote down when I was working with an individual was Ryan Klump from Transport Canada. And it was in the middle of a project with the cooperative truck platooning. Um, it hadn't gone exactly the way we had hoped that month or that week or that reporting session. And he said to me, projects are full of successes and they're full of lessons learned. 
Mm. And I thought, what a gracious way for him to say there's going to be problems. What did you learn from it? So for us, it's about successes and lessons learned and what we're going to do with those lessons learned and a lot of documentation. (laughs) (laughs) And making it all so worth it. Yeah. It's powerful. Powerful. Successes and lessons learned. I appreciate that. I made another note. Some of the yeah. key stuff that has been shared, I make notes because then I can remember it. Because well, that's I'm like, not Ooh. me. That's much smarter. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. Well, Terry, throughout our conversation today, you've mentioned some incredible initiatives AMTA's industry advancement team is helping to lead. I wonder if there were any upcoming projects that your team is working on for the year that you can speak to. I know we've got a lot. (laughs) Yeah, there's a lot of, so actually the most exciting project that we're dealing with with this this upcoming week, we've already got the two Nikola fuel cell electric vehicles. That's your hydrogen or FCEV vehicle. And those are exciting to have here in Canada. We're going to be doing some work with those vehicles to see how they'll operate between Edmonton and Calgary. So that's an upcoming goal. And we also, through the hydrogen vehicle demonstration funded by Prairie Can, we have the fueling station, I guess. It's a modular fueling station that will be supported at Blackjacks. So another industry connection working with Blackjacks. And that fueling station will support 700 bar hydrogen. Suncor is supporting 350 bar hydrogen. We will also have a 700 bar hydrogen facility for fuel cell electric vehicles here in Alberta. And I think that those are pretty unique in Canada. They're one of a very few. The end of the year, you can find out whether or not we're able to develop that Edmonton (laughs) Calgary corridor to the level that we're hoping this year. I think that's going to be such an incredible and super exciting thing to see come to fruition. I'm really looking forward to that one. Yeah, I think solving part of it, I guess the infrastructure challenges is kind of, that's an interesting roadblock. I live in Calgary, so when I get super excited with people that are really hungry to learn more about if it's hydrogen fuels from a mechanical standpoint or the carrier, and we talk about infrastructure challenges, the, yeah, I'd say the greater success area that you continue to see, it strengthens the conversations that are happening in different parts of our province, which, yeah, I think is really exciting for sure. Yeah, it's a lot of federal and provincial funding that we're overseeing through the projects, those acronyms I had listed before. Um, <laughs> and it's been for the processing of hydrogen. So we actually have hydrogen here in Alberta. And then the storage and dispensing of hydrogen at different pressures, at different levels, uh, high flow, low flow. These are all things that we are learning. Um, it's not just hydrogen you need. You need the right flow. You need the right uh, pressure of hydrogen. So these are things that we're learning in advance and we can share them with industry so that they can just know what they need to know instead of saying, what, there's two kinds of hydrogen? I thought there was only one. <laughs> so. And it goes just goes to show how many different partners are being involved in projects like this and how many different incredible organizations get to support this hydrogen economy, the real number of people. Yeah. So some of the things that we're working with, we're working with academics, we're working with private industry, we're working a lot with government. We work with non-government organizations, they're not-for-profits, they're just trying to do advanced initiatives. There's so many different collaborators that we're working with. 
On one project, um, we can have 150 to 500 people working on one of <laughs> those projects. So a, a lot of information and a lot of knowledge sharing and communication. And a lot of data to gather. I know, Ryan's <laughs> so busy. <laughs> and think of poor Nico. He's got to make sure that he keeps all these projects. Um, he's manager of projects and he's got to keep them all straight and keep the budgets right and on time and communicate with no everyone. Kidding. We have a phenomenal team. Your team is phenomenal, full of just really brilliant people. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. We've got, I know if you guys are working with any of the hydrogen vehicles, if you, it's something that you'll have the opportunity to drive those hydrogen vehicles as a member of AMTA. And with those hydrogen vehicles, you'll definitely meet Jamie. She'll come out to give you some training and to coordinate with you. And then if you're attending any of the presentations, you'll be seeing myself and Aaron at those presentations. So. And you mentioned the way that members can get involved in, you know, driving these trucks and getting to experience them and go on ride-alongs. Is there other opportunities for AMTA's members and the transportation industry at large to get involved with current and upcoming initiatives that we have? Yes, 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 and yes. <laughs> awesome. Um, if you're if you're looking for the hydrogen vehicle demonstrations, the hydrogen vehicle demonstrations, there is an application on our website. Josh, I'll get those ABCs to you on where to find them on the website. And becoming part of the hydrogen vehicle demonstrations means that you will receive a hydrogen vehicle for X amount of period within your fleet. We'll train your drivers. Uh, there is a responsibility on the carrier or the fleet's behalf to provide insurance for that vehicle at a certain level. The larger carriers, you're already covering that insurance, so it's a no-brainer. The smaller carriers, if you're not able to get the insurance to support the vehicles, we have ride and drives, and we have different sessions that you're able to come to and take a look at these vehicles. So we don't ever want to forget you coming and just driving a fuel cell vehicle or a battery electric vehicle is so cool. I've seen professional drivers. The statement was, this was better than Disneyland. <laughs> <laughs> and that was That's a driver that had driven 35 years and then he took out a fuel cell vehicle and said, this was better than Disneyland. So it's something, <laughs> if you haven't driven one yet, please take a look on our website and make sure that you're coming out to these events that we have because we do have them fairly often, at least twice or three times a year where you can come out and, and take a ride in the vehicle. Sometimes you're able to drive them, sometimes. So if you want to be driving a vehicle, you have to prearrange that. It's amazing. So, yeah. and, and if you're looking for any of the other projects or if you have a specific need or a specific trend, emerging trend, you, you want us to take a look at please get a hold of us, talk to us. We'll see whether or not uh, your needs are aligning with what government is supporting. And if you're in, what you need is aligning with the government supporting and we can get funding for that initiative, we are always looking for new projects and new project partners. You had said in critical management 
Robin, you go back to your toolbox and you go back to the familiar. That is actually a flaw almost with us with research and innovation because our established partners are the individuals that we go back to all the time. It's hard to establish a new partner when you're working through a bid. So these little touch points coming to ride and drives and, and letting us know that you're interested in new technologies, then we have you as a member, as a familiar individual, and it's easier for us to get in contact with you and work with you powerful yeah i think the the opportunity as i was saying we're at the beginning we're we're we are recording this in early january and when you think about the year ahead and the opportunities to get involved and the opportunities to really be part of history and make really intelligent business decisions thanks to terry's team and the efforts and yeah huge shout out to everyone i'm just i'm I'm grateful that I can call like her team friends because I feel I can be better in my career and what I do because of their knowledge and their expertise and their willingness to help and to share. I think it just really aligns well with the servanthood that we have here at the association. And Terry obviously is their leader. You really empower that in your people. You really empower the opportunity to make a difference and don't hold back and let's go for it versus, oh, we'll wait and see. And like, you're just a phenomenal person and a phenomenal leader. So I really wanted to celebrate that. And just mm -hmm. before we before we end today, Terry, uh, were there any final words that you would like to share? Also, when you're mentioning people wanting to get involved, is, it, is there a, an email address that we could share with our listeners? Is it just going to the website to fill out the application? Yeah, there is that one website website application, research and innovation industry advancement data. We don't really have our own website. So you would probably be sending emails to myself, Terry Johnson at amta.ca or to Jamie King at amta.ca. We'll get back to you on that. You can go on to the amta.ca website under either research and innovation or under transforming transportation. Those are two where you can become more familiar with the projects that we currently have. But specifically, if you're looking just for additional information, reach out to Jamie specifically because she is so excited to talk about new information and new projects and get you coordinated with what, where you may fit in our organization or with our, within our department. And right back at you, Josh and Robin, I think that AMTA has just got a very unique set of staff right now. My staff on my end are amazing. Each of them serves such a critical function. And Robin, you're part of our department because you're helping advance so much in our department. And Josh, I don't think we could do it without you either because you're always out there drumming up more ideas and, and creating that awareness for research and innovation that most people don't know is, it even exists as a department. So shout out to AMTA. It's an amazing organization and we're, we're moving. Great. It's powerful. I do agree. And I think it's obviously we're on the Steering Change podcast and as new technologies or data sources or projects become kind of at the forefront and we're allowed to talk about them, there will be future episodes utilizing the podcast too on those specific, if it's a project, if it's a new OEM that is bringing an alternative fuel truck into Canada for the first time, whatever it is, we'll definitely be using this platform yeah, to really showcase and empower and educate our industry about those changes and those new technologies too. 
Thank you. Absolutely. All right, Robin, um, before you get your final say, because I want to talk a lot more right now, um, I just wanted to celebrate you as our co-host. And part of it, I said, kind of set the stage up front. And I think our listeners are probably like, yeah, you didn't lie to us. Like, that's good because you're just phenomenal <laughs> what you did. And your ability just to clearly articulate the value that industry advancement is bringing to our industry. And as Terry mentioned, many acronyms and many projects, your ability <laughs> to build your roadmap, which I do hope you take that selfie. I think it's pretty <laughs> phenomenal. And I just really wanted to celebrate you. And I thought you did a phenomenal job today, as well as our co-host. I know this was your first time and it's just exciting that we could do this together. But with that said, were there any final words that you would like to share before we end today? Yeah, thanks, Josh. All the love to this team. I think we're just such an incredible team. I do want to say how excited I am to be working at AMTA and especially with Terry's team with all these incredible projects that we have on the go. And I can't wait to see these projects roll out. I also wanted to let anyone who's listening know that if they want to learn more about our industry advancement team and these projects, we have many exciting events coming down the pipeline, including our annual conference coming up in April in Calgary at the Great Eagle Event Center. And you can hear more from Terry as she'll be there speaking as our moderator for our industry and innovation roundtable. Listeners can find more information and get their tickets to our annual conference at amtaconference.ca. We'll make sure we include that in the show notes as well. Love it. Love it. Yeah, thank you so much. And I'm just, I'm honored. Honestly, I love podcasting and I love being able to connect with people. And we were talking about this before we hit record earlier, but I like watching that nerves to excitement transition. And you both crushed it. Like you both hit it so perfectly that I was just like, oh, I missed this. So it's just really good to have you on. <laughs> Terry, Robin, thank you so much for taking the time and joining us on the Steering Change podcast today. I really appreciate the insights that were shared during our conversation. And I also really appreciate the impact our industry advancement team is having on the transportation industry here in Alberta and beyond. Thanks, Josh and Robin. Take care. Bye-bye. I highly recommend reaching out to Terry and her team if you have further questions about current and upcoming initiatives. All right, Steering Change Podcast community, did you have a question that you would like answered on an upcoming episode of the Steering Change Podcast? We want to hear from you. So to submit a question to the Steering Change mailbag, hit up our DMs on LinkedIn, Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram with the hashtag Steering Change, and your question will be answered either live on the podcast or by one of our awesome subject matter experts here at AMTA. I also ask that you share this episode with those in your network that you believe could benefit from what we discussed today, and make sure that you subscribe to our podcast channel and your favorite podcast player, so that way you're notified of all upcoming episodes. You can also learn more about us and our mission by visiting www.amta.ca. Thank you for taking the time to listen. I hope you have a safe day. Thank you for listening to AMTA's Steering Change Podcast. If you have questions or comments, please reach out to us on social media or visit amta.ca.